Hello, everyone, and welcome to Share Your Sparkle. My name is Dr. Darlene Berrios, and this is episode five, Joe's Gems. Now, my cousin wanted me to name this Jose's Family Jewels. Get your mind out of the gutter, people. (laughs) Joe is my dad. Jose is his birth name. And um, I'm going to share some of his philosophical thoughts and phrases throughout the years that have changed my life. So, enjoy Joe's Gems. My father is 82 years old. He's a Puerto Rican male, retired police officer, has been working probably since he was eight years old in the fields in Puerto Rico. And my whole life, this is what I've heard. You eat every day, you work every day. (laughs) You eat every day, you work every day. I think that's his mantra, honestly. Um, One day this summer... There was a crazy windstorm here in New England and some trees came down and my parents' property and one of them brushed the side of his barn. Um, it was a ma- over a hundred feet. This tree was like oh definitely over a hundred years old and um just brushed the side. And the day after the storm I asked my dad, I said, Dad, do you ever pray or say just thank you I'm like look what happened like thank god that thing didn't come down on the barn you know it could have caused a lot of damage and he's like pray who am I gonna pray to what who am I gonna pray to do you want me to give some money to some guy in a church and I'm like no dad that's not what I said at all I said do you ever just say thank you by the way he gets fired up so easily and he said do you think Do you think if you just sat there that you would get fed every day? No, you got to work. And I, by the way, this is um, in my parents' dining room where we were talking. And I was sitting at my parents' dining room table. And I didn't want to be a jerk. But in my mind, I was like, yes, if I sat here, I would get fed every day. (laughs) But anyway, you eat every day, you work every day. Okay, next gem. Hey, Dad, how was your day? I'm working like a jackass, getting paid like a chicken. (laughs) Yes, I have heard that my whole life as well. I'm working like a jackass, getting paid like a chicken. By the way... I'm sure it wasn't so much of a choice when he was younger. And I I am so grateful for my parents. Um, Not too far from here, there are um, tobacco fields. uh, And they worked in those tobacco fields. And now, you know, I get to run by these farm fields and not have to work in them like they, they did 60 years ago. So I feel very blessed. And I appreciate the hard work that they've put into so that their children could have something better. Um, But my dad has been retired since 1997, but he still works every day. 
honestly. He's either rebuilding a car, fixing a tractor, fixing the barn, taking care of the animals, fixing some fence, getting something from one of his farmer friends. Who knows? The funny thing is, though, when he says that, working like a jackass, getting paid like a chicken, I'm like, Dad, do you realize you're getting paid more than I am? And I'm actually working like a job. (laughs) There's another one of Joe's gems. Okay, moving on. This is not really a gem, but it definitely speaks to the way my dad works. Um, Maybe with about everything. It's like he's the boss and he knows everything about everything. And it kind of scares me because sometimes I think the same way about myself. (laughs) But I'm learning to be more humble um, and I don't know everything. But here we go. This summer, he went to the um, endocrinologist. So he's, you know, watching his sugar levels because uh, as he gets older, you know, that's something that he's just been keeping an eye on. And the nurse asked him how he was doing. So mind you, when he came in from the appointment and I asked my dad, I said, Dad, you know, how was the appointment? And he's like, oh, you know what? You get to a certain age and these doctors, they're trying to kill you. I said, that's what that's what happened. The doctors are the doctors are trying to kill you. He's like, yes, they don't want me to eat. I'm like, Dad, Okay, so what happened? He said that. The nurse asked him what he was eating. So he's like, I told her, I have a bagel and my coffee in the morning. I'm like, all right. And then what else did she say? She said, I should stop eating the whole bagel and just eat half a bagel. See, they're trying to kill me. They want me. They don't want me to eat. I was like, dad, that's not what she said at all. She's trying to help you. Don't you think she knows what she's talking about? All these doctors, they're just trying to kill you. Okay, I just, sometimes I egg him on and then sometimes I just stop. So at that point, I just stopped. Then something else related to medicine. My mom, so we hike in the morning. Over the summer, she tripped and fell. She's fine and hurt her arm. Now, it didn't heal because my mom is another one who doesn't stop working. So all summer, she's pulling a hose every day to water the garden or the plants. And it's making her injury worse. So when she went finally to the doctor weeks later, the doctors recommended physical therapy. Let me back up a little bit. About three weeks before that, before my mom went to the doctors, my dad, he has, you know, like I mentioned ponies and he has chickens. So there was a a hen that laid some chicks and one of the chicks, he noticed um, its wing wasn't as healthy as the other baby chicks, right? Or the chicks. He would take the, the chick who had the unhealthy wing and rub it. You know, he would massage the area and he did that for about three weeks. And he was so proud of giving his little chick physical therapy. That's what he called it. He's like, oh, I'm giving the chick physical therapy because like the wing is kind of busted. Fine. Okay. I'm hanging out with my dad in the garage. My mom comes back from her doctor's appointment and she's like, I'm like, oh, ma, how'd it go? The doctor wants me to go get physical therapy. 
And this is my dad, my dad's response. Ah, oh, physical therapy sucks. <laughs> oh my God. He literally will give physical therapy to a chick, but then turn around and tell my mom that the medical advice she got sucks. Woo. That's my dad. All right. Now for the serious stuff. Over 20 years ago, I came out to my parents. It's really difficult coming out to your traditional Puerto Rican parents. And anybody who's ever come out in the world to people they care about, I'm going to guess there might have been some angst about it because we hear horror stories about how family members sometimes stop talking to you because you're gay. So at the time, I had broken up with um, a girlfriend and was just very sad and had to tell my family. I didn't have to, but it was time to, you know, come out. And no one wants to lose their parents' love. I mean, that's just, no one wants to lose that. So something that I feared, but something also that I wanted to do because it was time. When I was in my parents' kitchen, my dad had just come in. I had spoken to my mom the night before and then the next day um, because I wasn't in the area, drove to my parents' house to tell my dad. And I was upset. You know, I told him, he walked in, I told him um, the person I was with, you know, was more than a friend. And all he did was hug me and say, I'm going to love you like I loved you yesterday. Still makes me T-storm to this day. That's a big one of Joe's gems. Okay, now years have passed and it was around 15 years ago when I met someone and decided that we were going to join forces and become a family. She has children and I had a dog. So once we knew that we were going to continue life together, That's another big thing, you know, when you tell your family that you're sharing your life with a person. Let me explain gayness to you. All right. If you can, close your eyes. I mean, not if you're driving, but, or taking care of your baby. But if you can, close your eyes. Think about the person you love, who you want to share your happy moments with, your sad moments with, your cozy moments with, you want to hold hands, kiss at night in the morning, and just welcome every breath that you have together with. There's gayness explained. It's really not that hard, people. And as a a wise seven-year-old said, love is love. So if you don't understand that, not my problem. (laughs) So I now had to tell my parents, oh, I found someone that I want to spend my life with. And I had already come out to them. So that was taking care of years before. And 
at the time they were in Puerto Rico because um, when my dad retired in the winter, they would go to Puerto Rico. But mind you, remember what I said? It's not vacation. They would go there to clean their house, repaint it, fix it. Like it take them months to clean up the space. And then they'd come back here to the mainland and do the same thing here. So it was f- maybe February and I went for a long weekend. And I remember that the remember the the only time they go to the beach is when their kids are there because we make them. So I was like, Mom, Dad, I want to go to the beach because in New England it's freezing, and in Puerto Rico it's like eighty degrees. But the best part about going to the beach in, in February is that no one's there because in Puerto Rico it's cold, it's winter time, so the beaches are empty. So we're at one of the airport. I mean the the beaches by one of the airports and. Or by the main airport, I'm sorry. And we get out of the car and there's a tree that it's, I think it's a beautiful tree. Actually, I think I have a picture of it. Um, It comes up about five feet and then extends to the right, parallel to the, the sand for about 20 feet and then shoots up vertically. And there are other trees around it. So it's in the shade. So it's almost like a bench. So my dad and I sat on the bench and my dad is peeling some fruit. I don't remember exactly. He's in his jeans, as usual, because my dad never wears shorts. And I told him that I had found someone that I wanted to share my life with. And he asked me one question. He said, are you happy? And I said, yeah, I'm happy. He said, well, if you're happy, I'm happy. (sighs) There's another Joe's Gems, right? life-changing, um, then continued on and walked down the beach with my mom and talked to her as well. I'll do, I'll do a mom episode, but this is, this is all about Joe today. Then two years ago, 2018, no, I'm sorry, Hurricane Maria hit in 2017 in the fall. That winter, my Dad was dying to go, and all of us basically had to say, you can't go because there's no water or electricity. Whatever you need to do won't get done, and it's not safe to go back yet. So finally talked him off the ledge, and since I was teaching at the time, I talked to my parents about waiting to the summer so that I can go help them, so they had an extra pair pair of hands to help them out. So we go in June of 2018, nine months after the hurricane has passed. And it was really interesting landing on the island and seeing all this blue, which is, you know, typically the blue of the ocean. But in this case, it was all the blue tarps that were on the houses that were still without roofs nine months later. The landscape, you could tell, was recovering, but still was very much in pain And I have never heard the island be so quiet as I did when I went to visit two years ago. I can't explain it. At night, it was just quiet. The cookies were, you know, doing their thing, but everything else, um, there was just a different sound in the air, and it wasn't as loud as it used to be. The first day we arrive on June 14th, 2018, my mom and I go to the house and there's nothing there. So we have to go to the grocery store. We walk into the grocery store, Selectos, local grocery store, come out and there's this little chocolate lab with his 
busted paw just hanging out outside. And of course, because I had a chocolate lab from like when I was 21, I say, hi, puppy, puppy. We captured the moment, took a picture and kept going on our way. Go back to the house, tell my dad there's this really cute chocolate lab outside the store. That's it. Go back to cleaning up the house in Puerto Rico and just trying to figure out, you know, how to pick up the mess. A couple hours later, he goes to the grocery store and comes back. And the dog's in the back of the car. We're like, Dad, what, what's going on? He's like, oh, I talked to the owner of the grocery store, the dog has been living outside the grocery store for the past nine months. He showed up after the hurricane and they just feed him in the morning and feed him at night. And I told him I'd give him a a good home. So he let me take him. And I was like, oh my goodness. And then he said, plus I know how much you missed your other dog. So that's why I got him. I swear like for my parents, will always be like five and eight-year-olds in their minds. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. Um, I actually got Choco because my dad stole him from the grocery store where he lived. <laughs> um, nine months ago, and this kind of relates to moving from the city to the country, the woman that I was with and I separated. And in March... I came to my parents' house and I said, I thought I was going to be here for two weeks because that's what my school break was. And then everything went on lockdown and everything went virtual. So, um, but anyway, in March, I came to my parents. My dad is sitting down at the dinner table and I said, dad, you know, things aren't going so well. And I think I'm going to have to stay here for a little bit. And I'm going to end on this gem. He said, while I'm alive, that's what I'm here for. That's my dad. This is being released on Tuesday, December 15th, 2020. It's my dad's 82nd birthday today. Please join me in wishing him a happy birthday. I'm glad you were born today, Dad. You have changed my life and many others. Thanks for sharing your sparkle with the world. Okay, people, accept your sparkle, surrender to it, allow it to be so. And until then, Keep shining!